0: What's up everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Sound Money Podcast. I'm your host, Steve McGarry here. And on this episode, I sit down with Tom Badley. He's a fantastic visual artist who has gone on to create these incredible banknotes NFTs. In this interview, we go through everything from him working in a mint in the south of France with high security machine guns, all all the craziest concepts around security, now completely secured by cryptography, of course. So he talks all about his background leading him into creating banknotes, and now he's doing them in an incredible way digital format and creating these NFTs. And we do have some exciting news. Uh, I'm a co-founder of the company Grow Your Base, as many of you may know. We're doing a really exciting collab with Tom Badley. that's a physical and digital work uh, that is very cool. It's its own little banknote currency, and we're very excited to be releasing that soon. But definitely sit around to the end because Tom talks about a lot of incredible uh, artistic different intricacies uh, that go into his work that I definitely can't do justice just by talking about at high level, but he is an incredible artist, and I'm always very passionate about this. You know, my mother was and is a visual artist, and she talks a lot about, you know, the importance of the medium and the originals, and Tom touches on that a little bit in this episode because he really is passionate about how money is art and creating these banknotes is so special to him. And I'll definitely link to his YouTube as well so you guys can check it out because watching it is mesmerizing. Hit, watching him go through his iPad and sketch the all the little dots and everything on people's faces is really fantastic. So definitely sit back and enjoy this interview here with an NFT artist on the Sound Money Podcast. I'm here with Tom Badley, the NFT artist and banknote extraordinaire. How's it going, Tom? It's going great. Thank you. I figured I'd add the banknote extraordinaire on there just because this conversation is highly classified, I guess you could say, in terms of all of the cool things that we're going to dive into. But before we get into just your experience, uh, because I watched some of your videos on YouTube and it was just mesmerizing watching you with the, the is it called the stylus? You go through and, and etch all of these Um, designs its just so cool and it was so cool so amazing job on that Uh, but before we get into it what's your background what's your origin story how did you get into the nft space and how did you get started
1: okay um so i'm an artist i've always been an artist in one way or another and um i was really sort of making art you know before anything else before i could do anything else um apart from walk I think I was making art um, after I was working, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, new art was one, what I wanted to do very, very early on. So, you know, I was just drawing constantly, went to art school um, and actually picked up video. And art school was a bit of, I did a bit of everything, painting, sculpture, the whole thing. Um, but art school was amazing. But actually the, 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 t- the turning point for me was um the financial crisis 2008 which was my graduation year so i graduated amazing summer lots of celebrations <laughs> and then the markets crashed and and um hadn't been interested in the markets prior to that i mean I was, I was a child you know it's like 22 23 you know artist i mean which what people who attend art school are interested in 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 the financial markets so For some reason, this event uh, just left this lasting impression on me and just sort of flipped my world upside down. And it led me to look into money and what is money and where does money come from. And um, it wasn't long until I heard about Bitcoin and alternative forms of money. And actually what I ended up doing um, instinctively is picking up something that had interested me prior to art school, which was uh, my interest in banknote design. And I thought the way our paper money looked and felt was absolutely fascinating to me because here you've got this little piece of paper that packs so much, and there's so much branding and typography and processes in this one little thing and it's not immediately obvious how they're created. So it's just fascinating. The artistry behind it and, and, you know, the stories behind it. And of course, the history of, of um, banknote design or the history of money design is the history of the world, you know, because you can trace uh, human history through its money. Um, so everything about it is just fas- fascinating to me. So it led to lots of interesting experiences, um, traveling the world, researching um taking on uh some interesting jobs here and there uh, for a short time i worked in a an auction house and actually worked in the banknote department there was an antiquarian antique banknote department in this auction house mm-hmm. so had amazing access to all these sort of rare banknotes um which you know for a nerd like me is just you know it's heaven so um eventually uh i was, um, I was picked up by, um, people in, in the banknote industry. And, uh, and I ended up working in, um, what, you know, most people would call a money factory, um, a factory that literally prints money. And so I was there designing, um, and, um, conceiving designs for banknotes and other security documents. So banknotes, uh, part of this uh, constellation of documents that we call security documents and security printing is like, is like the big daddy of, uh, of commercial printing. Like there's nothing that's more precise. There's nothing that's more technical than, than security printing. So I learned um, all these really secret processes and, and um, it was incredible. It was amazing experience. And, uh, and I got, I got so much from it. But I'm an, an artist at, at my core, you know? So I was, um, I was still making art, and it was about 2007 where my friend said, you got to look at NFTs. Sorry, 2017, my numbers mixed up. 2017, my friend said, you got to look at NFTs. you got to look at all these projects. And I ignored him, <laughs> and uh, so I, thought it was, I thought it was dumb. Um, so I, I watched on and I, and I, you know, watched with some fascination, you know, and, um, finally, uh, it was, it was all I could think about. And that what, that's what led to me going to, um, an event in, uh, in the UK. And I met lots of people at this sort of Bitcoin conference in the North of England. And, um, they're all talking about NFTs, you know, NFTs were the, were the talk of the town and um it was amazing i remember one of the platform founders um dave over at known uh, origin uh he did a talk was you know captivated by the whole thing i think i remember as soon as the talk finished i just ran up to him and um sort of shoved one of my banknote designs in his face mm-hmm. and uh and it was a few weeks later that i was, that I was on the platform and um The other thing that happened in that conference is I met um, just by chance, it was the last day and people were kind of clearing up and, you know, going home. And it just so happened that I was sat on this table and the other people on the table were, um, it was Vesa, who's a big artist in space. And of course, Trevor Jones. And they were having a little conversation with each other. And I knew these guys were artists. And it's the first time I met them. But I'd never, ever heard artists having a conversation like they had. And I was just blown away because for the first time, I felt like I was having a real conversation with artists about real stuff. And we talked about the art world. We talked about... Uh, we talked a little bit about money. Uh, we talked, uh, you know, obviously about crypto and, and and the NFT space. And that's that's where I really felt like something different was happening with nfts where it could be this thing mm-hmm. or crypto art it could be this thing that that frees art from a kind of very narrow space that, uh, that the art world um deals in and if you can imagine coming from art school going through all that um and then you know there was lots of interactions with galleries and so all i'd known is the art world all i'd known is how to be in the art world and the art world sort of has this very narrow idea of of what it wants and what it doesn't want and suddenly i was doing these artists you know who were self-sustaining and that blew me away and that's what that's i have to say that went a long way to inspiring me into um into getting into to nfts um and here we are today. Nice. Nice.
0: So you have that kind of monumental conversation uh, about the art space. And I love the fact that it was just a, a new type of conversation that you've never really had before with fellow artists that it really opened up your mind into this uh, digital revolution, you could call it with artists. So what happened then? Did you start a listing on known origin? with like a one banknote design that you had been thinking of, or did you have like a, a body of work that you wanted to just put it all out there at once on, on something like known origin?
1: Um, so I, I already had a body of work, you know, I, that was 2019, you know, I've been making artwork on and off, you know, since art school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, you know, 11 years out of art school by that point. So that's, that's a lot of work. But um, as soon as I, I, was, I, I started interacting with, with the space, it opened up new possibilities. So I almost felt like whatever I'd done before was kind of just a test run. Mm. It was just, I mean, was, it was good stuff, you know, in the last 11 years that I'd made. But it was all practice. It was all just, um, you know, mere practice for, for the NFT space. So I made my, that was my Genesis NFT um, on known origin on the 27th of June, uh, 2019. Um, so I wasn't, you know, the first wave of artists in the space, like 2017, I wasn't in there first, but, um, you know, I, I've, I recently asked on Twitter, you know, what is an OG? What is an, an NFT OG? And apparently according to like consensus, I'm, I'm in the OG club. So uh, feeling good about that <laughs> nice but interacting with the space it generated all these other ideas and and from there um designs inspiration started coming for things that i thought this very particular very almost tribal space would appreciate and um and that's what has sort of spurred me on a lot uh you know since then
0: nice so I know that a lot of, you know, my, my mother, she's been a visual artist my entire life and I, wow. I showed her NFTs and she saw the, the opportunity of, you know, not having knockoffs floating around. Like, you know, the intent of the artist is from that original address, like the signature, but I yeah. think that there's still like this chasm between visual artists and, and digital artists and you've, you've successfully made that jump what kind of tools are you using for somebody out there that's, you know, like yourself, they went through art school, they've developed their craft and they really want to get involved in the NFT space. What type of tools are you using to do your, your pieces, these incredible banknote
1: pieces? Well, I have to say that there's, there's really like two sides to my practice and they're both super important to me. So the digital stuff is obviously i love the fact that it's authenticated on the blockchain it's it's has this provenance tracking security and security and all the things that nfts provide mm-hmm. and then of course you know you can add programmatic stuff into it um and then animation which is another tool which i i am there are animators out there that are incredible i'm not one of them <laughs> um but um, the other side is, is, uh, is the physical side. And, you know, I, I, I use banknote materials. Um, so, you know, watermark paper that with embedded fibers, um, I do something called intaglio printing, um, which is, uh, I guess intaglio is 500 um, year old technique, but the way I do it, I've, I've kind of combined the, that ultra high resolution of banknote printing with intaglio printing, and it's sort of sort of unique outside of the the banknote world. Um, so that's I'm really feel really proud of that work. That's physical as well. Um, in, in terms of design, I mean, it goes back to you know the the Adobe products, you know, like Photoshop, Illustrator. The the real exciting stuff happens when things go from Illustrator to, um, to making a printing plate, like a physical plate, mm. uh, that is used to actually print things that look like money and uh, an art that has a similar quality to money. And um, just kind of wanted to reinforce that is that uh, I haven't seen another artist do that. I, I think I must be the only artist in, in the world who is using these processes Um, outside of the banknote world to any degree of of, uh, precision um, to create artwork that um, has the same qualities and the same processes as as banknote production. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of reinforces that whole sort of authentication, secure thing that you get with NFTs. Of course, the physical work is you know, it's, it's, it's anti-counterfeit. Like it's, it's really, really hard to copy. There might be, you know, invisible inks that can only be seen under UV light. There might be um, patterns that deform if you try and uh, photocopy the artwork, all different things like that, that just reinforce the security of the physical artwork. So yeah, the digital side and and, and the physical side, both super important to me. Um, To make those portraits, I I use a a tablet just to, you know, bog standard iPad and, um, and, you know, a vector drawing program. Nice. I
0: love the concept of, of having those two worlds kind of communicating with each other where you have this physical banknote and you have the, the virtual one. I think that that's such a cool, almost like backing it, you know, like the, get the NFT and it's kind of backed by that. So when someone, let's say comes to you and says, I want a custom design, are you doing, Designs just that come to you, or is it someone because I saw you had a Kanye uh design, you know? Has anybody ever come and said, Hey, I want my face on the $20 US (laughs) US bill? And have you ever done anything, anything like that? Custom? Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, a a lot of, I mean, all the stuff in in that is like on-chain is it's my artwork, it's speculative. So Kanye West didn't come to me, it's like that's something that I made. Um, you know, for for the for the blockchain, essentially. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I do I do private commissions, and and people say, "Look, I want a banknote with my face on." <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and it's it's it, it's it's great. You know, um, it's I, I treat it like a design project, like anything else. You know, whether it's an individual or, or you know, huge institution. It's all about finding out what they want to achieve, what they want, um, what means something to them, what would be a win for them, and, um, and creating that, you know, that beautiful work of art. At the end of the day, um, it might not be their face. Like it's uh, it's the whole design um, has things that are relevant to them that have an emotional connection to them. So it's sort of this, this completely bespoke artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, there's lots of, I mean, for this kind of stuff, there's lots of uh, things that you have to put on there because it has such a close likeness to cash that, you know, it's not legal tender. It cannot be used legal tender, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, um, that authentic feel, that authentic look is so seductive. And we say, you know, in the industry, like banknotes are kind of the ultimate business card in a way. Um, the business card of a country the business card of a whole central bank and to have something personal with the same level of gravitas is like super special so yeah it's fun so
0: one thing that i was wondering right when i saw you know i'm glad you cleared up you know it's not used as legal tender but you did work in like a minting factory and i think Everybody listening and watching this, I'm sure, is wondering, as well as myself, what that process is like. Can you can you share, you know, what it was like from you working with this large institution to design it, all the way through to getting into the hand of a citizen? What was the the timeframes there? What was that that process like?
1: Um, well, what can I say? I mean, I'll say that there's a lot. That goes on behind the scenes mm-hmm. that possibly never sees the light of day. Like you might do designs that um, that will never be used. You know, there's so much that's done that's that's just speculative, and you know, perhaps the design isn't is isn't used, and then it's just tossed in the bin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or it sits on a hard drive forever. Um, but as you can imagine, super high security. Um, it's it's the closest you can be as a graphic designer to sort of working in a you know pseudo military environment with you know security checkpoints and pat downs and um, one man trap doors you know you have to sort of you know, iris scan not quite iris scans but you know mm-hmm. thumbprints and and stuff like that and, mm-hmm. and um, yeah i mean it's it it is high security for a reason because you're dealing with state secrets and the consequences of of, of of even a design, even a concept of a design, you know, leaving the the perimeter of uh, of a banknote factory are um, you know catastrophic. So you've just you've just undermined the currency of an entire nation. So um, incredibly, incredibly high security, and it's it makes for like a very dynamic working environment because you know, you have all that, but at the same time, you, you might be flying off to meet central bank and, you know, you'll, you'll meet with them and, and, you know, discuss what they want and, and, you know, our best to, uh, best to meet their needs. And, you know, these, these, these institutions, they put, they put so much, the whole thing is, is, is down to trust, right? The financial system. So, you know, the whole design process the whole um, production process it's all about reinforcing trust Mm -hmm. uh, trust in the money system and um, it's very interesting that crypto is trustless and um, the 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 amount of of effort that goes into reinforcing the sense of trust in the technology in the design in the uh, themes that are on the notes Um, yeah it's Outside of that, it's just um, um, just like any other design job, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Outside of the the borderline military style security, uh, I love it. I love it. That's such a rare experience that like not many people get to have. So I think it's very special that you got to have
1: that. Um, yeah, and- it, it was amazing, and it and it taught me a lot about myself. And it was also um, a foreign language environment, so you know I couldn't speak the language. Um, and so, uh, learning, learning the language in the country that I was working in, um, was interesting. And you just, there's in that environment, you know, you just learned so much about what you're made of. Um, yeah, it's an experience that, that, um, I, I wanted and needed on, on almost every level of my being, I think. Nice.
0: So shifting gears a little bit. Uh, what are you excited about? Cause I, I love getting people's perspectives on, there's just so many things going on in this space right now that it's kind of inundating, but mm. I'm always eager to hear everybody's, you know, excitement levels, you know, and obviously with the Beeple sale going on and art and artists really having this revolution going on, what are you thinking about day in and day out? And what are you, what are you excited about?
1: Wow. Um, Excited, overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> it's overwhelming. What am I thinking about day to day? Just trying to get over the line on all the things that I've got to do. <laughs> um, but I mean, in terms of the space, it's so rapid. It's, so, it's changing so fast. And we're going to be in a completely different place in like three months, mm-hmm. a completely different place in six months. And, you know, never mind, you know, a year. The space since I entered um, has become, well, I mean, it's 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 crossed the mainstream threshold for sure um, this year. You know, when I started, it was like, it was almost, the feeling was almost like um, kids in, in the playground, like trading cards, you know, amongst each other mm-hmm. and sort of, um, you know, looking over each other's shoulder and sort of being wide-eyed about what each other's doing, giving each other props. And it was all quite innocent, you know? Yeah. And now, you know 69 million sales christie's um you know that's big stuff so it that is exciting that is hugely exciting um it's exciting that people will begin to express themselves through art um in a way that they've never really done before um it, 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 I liken it to the access that people have to, say, market information. And it was only like two decades ago where, if you wanted to trade a stock, you had to ring up your broker, and then you know, you know, plug in the modem or whatever people did, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 there will be you know, you'd have to wait, you know, there'd be huge slippage and and all this sort of you know clunky stuff. And then as things have got you know with higher internet speeds and and you know faster market information you got trading view like huge these massive resources for the everyday person just to access incredible data and and you know indicators and, and tools and stuff like that whilst that's happened the, uh, the the notion of of being a trader of trading stocks has has become sort of it's become part of mainstream um, culture it's not just this thing that is done behind closed doors in an office it is is—it is part of pop culture like um, you know the whole thing we like GameStop you know that sort of thing mm-hmm. and all the memes that develop from it so there's that that's with trading now with art it, it's gonna sort of you know all the all the memes that are, that are to come and uh, and all these sort of Um, the interest, the sort of rejuvenated interest in in art history, because inevitably as people become, as people begin calling themselves artists and anyone can call themselves an artist, then curiosity develops, you know, you start, you start developing a visual lexicon and then you, you, you dig a little bit deeper to see where that visual lexicon originates from. And then you get into, you know, art history. And then before you know it, you're an expert. And, the phenomenon is not just in the um, producing. Um, We have the the rising phenomenon of the artist stroke collector, not the artist and the collector, but the artist and and, stroke collector in one person, in one entity. And that's significant of a completely unprecedented level of autonomy that people have with their own assets, with their own expression. And the mind boggles as to how far that can go, you know. um, It's it's I'm I'm struggling to put it into words because it's almost like the internet landing on your lap in two thousand and what even two thousand? I'm terrible with dates today. (laughs) In like nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. And and then you're you're trying to actually figure out, you know, what the where the final destination is. And the answer is there is no final destination. This thing just keeps on going and keeps on um, sort of reforming and, and metastasizing, if that's the word. And what has been set in motion with digital assets is something that will that will exist for um, decades, possibly centuries. So that's pretty damn exciting. <laughs> yeah. to, be, and to be in on the ground floor of that you know, to be one of those—not first, but I would say—you know—one of the first waves of artists who is, who is interested in that—is um, um, is that in itself is 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 huge. Could never have dreamed, you know, as a as a child artist, that this form of, of barter, which is essentially what it is, this form of monetization of um, of everything would would exist. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Well, well said. I think it's a once in a lifetime, uh, once in a generation style uh, transfer of, of wealth and everything that's going on um, right now. And I love the fact that artists are at the forefront of it. It's a, a very near and dear to me, uh, and I think it's a very, very cool aspect. And that kind of leads me to the, the final piece here, which is that you know it's it's difficult to explain your art to people, you know, and it's, it's beautiful. And I, I've really enjoyed looking through the YouTube videos and things like that, but I think people need to experience it for themselves. So with that said, where can people go and learn more about
1: your bank network? Um, sure. So you can check out my work on uh, my own website, which is um, www.tombadley.net. Um, I'm also on, you can search me on known origin, um, super rare, um, BAE, and uh, Rareable, and of course OpenSea. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Twitter at Currency Design, and uh, has a link to all my social media there. And I'm also on Instagram as well, um, Tom underscore Badly underscore Crypto Art. Nice, nice. Well,
0: wherever you guys are listening or watching, all the links to what Tom mentioned will be in the description. And once again, thank you so much for coming on the show, Tom. This was really fun. And thanks for sharing.
1: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.